Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's see. Let's see how this sounds. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so for, glad you're here. Thank you guys for having me. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Live from the bathroom, it's, it's Daniel Glaze. <laughs> Welcome to Crunch, episode 93. I'm Patrick, aka at Catholic Pat, and I am here without my host for the third week in a row, but instead I have something better. The first repeat offender on the Crunch, that Catholic couple, Daniel on a glaze. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. So, wouldn't that make us a plural? Repeat offenders? Repeat offenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're back. But we're as excited. an entity, we are metaphysically one. So, so we are an offender, an offender one. <laughs> But we but are two whole people. An Avenger. I'm done. Oh, God. I am okay. done. Anyway, Good night. <laughs> this was it. Thanks for having us. They're never having us back again. <laughs> and we are currently huddled in a clump around their bed. Around, <laughs> around the... <laughs> so let me paint the picture for you. Dino and I are in a very small apartment. Our daughter is asleep in her bedroom with white noise. So we can't record in our living room. Without the white noise being in the background. Yes. So we are just in our bedroom. We have moved everything to the bedroom. Phoebe's, Not in that way. Phoebe's doing homework in yeah. the <laughs> Phoebe's babysitting us. <laughs> basically, basically. And we are just speaking into a microphone that is laying on top of our bed. So if the crunch sounds a little farther away than it normally is, is that's because we're all about a foot and a half away from the same microphone. So, wait, what are we what are we talking about today? I have no idea. We kind of just I, we you're the one leading this. That's, that's a good point. So I have I have a couple of I have a couple of um of ideas. When we were driving up, and Phoebe was like, "What are you guys going to talk about?" I was like, uh, "Probably either immigration or Disney Pixar's Coco." So oh, we can do both. That, they kind of transition yes. into I each other. Agree. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, well, should we start with the light? stuff first or should we start with banter first hmm. or because i kind of just skipped over the whole banter <laughs> i completely I'm forgot we our, our podcast i don't know if you know this but the the crunch podcast is a liturgical podcast we start with the introductory right which is when ethan tells us about a party he went to the weekend right. before so did you guys go to a party 
at all? Uh, last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. family yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. Family really? dinner. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was not there. Did anything fun happen? Correct. Uh, not much. There were actually not a lot of people at family dinner. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Patrick is interning with the ministry group called Adore that I actually work for. Um, so we are like buddy buddies now. We get to see Patrick pretty often. <laughs> As opposed to before, which when we hated each other. Yeah, we yeah. were just regular buddies. Um, but yeah, so we got to go to family dinners. Family dinners happen once a week, and on Fridays we get together with everybody. But Patrick, you weren't there. Like, no, it wasn't you there. really let us down. We no, were... Phoebe and I went to Cracker Barrel. That's. We had our own. Okay. You just spoke to Anna's heart. You <laughs> cannot. I I am not upset about that. You are great. Cracker Barrel is so it's good. So it's so good. good. This is a Cracker Barrel podcast. Yes. Well, and, uh, welcome to the Cracker Cast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Cracker Cast. So let's talk about immigration. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome oh to the Cracker Cast. This is your host Ethan Stevie, and so we I spent $10 on meatloaf, three sides, and two biscuits. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's such a good, it's such a good deal. That is all I wanted when I was pregnant. And I still do. I mean, I'm not pregnant. So it's just amazing. <laughs> That's all I want when I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I mean, like, honestly, Cracker Barrel has. <laughs> I just that. <laughs> right over your head. Right over my head. But, like, Cracker Barrel is also well known for their breakfast food. And I'm saying... The Crunch and that Catholic couple have a little bit of knowledge breakfast when it comes to theme. breakfast. Yeah, it's true. absolutely. So I think Cracker Do they sell Barrel, donuts? Is there no. donuts on the menu? Oh, definitely not. No, no absolutely hmm. not. I need to change that. There's also not cereal. There's no cereal. I guarantee you, you could probably find cereal in that eclectic store somewhere. That's a good, that's a good point. The problem, the problem with our breakfast brands is that um, they're all cold. Yes. Well, I guess... Glazed donuts. Glazed. Yeah, well, you can have them either way. That's a good point. Well, you can have cereal. I actually like putting my donuts in the fridge. Honestly, really? it's weird. I think it's really weird. I just weird. I like cold donuts sometimes, but I also like a hot donut. You know. <laughs> I mean, you put it. That's in what I call my wife. Hot, hot donut. donut. <laughs> it's a hot donut. Please, please stop flirting in your bedroom. <laughs> we just just take the microphone away, Pat. We'll just give us a minute. <laughs> Daniel and I both went to the bathroom before this podcast. And yes. the, the... <laughs> not at the same time. No, not at the, the same time. Welcome to the Cracker Cast. <laughs> uh, but the bathroom is in our bedroom, so it's like right so there. You and, can I'm like, hear it. and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to pee in front of my guests. But this is what's happening because we're here. Oh man, I would also say that donuts and cereal are not part of a whole breakfast. They are part of one. They're part of a complete breakfast. Part, yeah, they are part of, but they're not. Sorry, they're not a complete breakfast is what I meant to say. And Cracker Barrel, you can get a whole breakfast. That's and it's true. delicious breakfast. What, is, what in your that. eyes is a complete breakfast? Eggs, bacon. Waffles, pancakes. I'm actually anti-bacon. <gasps> I'm also You're an- also anti-reclining. Okay, Patrick also just told us he's <laughs> anti-reclining movie theaters, like reclining chairs at movie theaters. So that's two for two, Patrick. Here's why, here's also, why. You're, you're, yes, actually, yes. Okay, I have so a rebuttal. I am a big fan of community. And I think that a two-inch leather partition between me and my friends prevents me from leaning over to them and making funny jokes in the middle of the movie. And that's my that's my reason. That just sounds as if you are lazy. <laughs> but recliners what, what are they? What do they call a recliner, Daniel? A lazy boy. And I would call you a lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning over big recliners is a lot of ab work, and I don't have a lot of abs. So. Uh, you've been proving that wrong this entire podcast. <laughs> We've been going in and out and in and out. Are you talking about in and out on my Texas podcast? <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> I was- I'm going to leave it at Let's that. Leave it at that yes. I'm cutting that out of the podcast. <laughs> yes. we, got, 
<laughs> I had Whataburger for the first time, and I, rec- I, pr- I compared it to Burger King, and Daniel almost kicked me out of his house. Oh, that's true, but you also said Whataburger is better than In-N-Out. It is better and than I will so I will 100% take that. Take I will take that. that. Yeah. But it is fast food, and I think Absolutely, that, yeah. yes. And I, I, was, I was telling people on the way here, I was like, most people have been like, oh, Patrick, you gotta try Cane's, and you gotta try Jack in the Box, and you gotta try Whataburger, and I'm like, guys, I... I want I, I want to lose weight. Like, yeah. I don't, and I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money I'm, either. I'm Mission work. Right you know what I really like? Campbell's chicken noodle soup. That's what I really like. That's what I'm going to keep trying. Spaghettios. It's spaghettios. <laughs> Those are great. In the microwave for a minute, and I'm done. That's my food. Classic. So you guys have a two-year-old daughter. Do you do have a two-year-old daughter, and she likes to watch Disney movies? Yes. And you, trolls in a Disney movie, I know, but like, correct. You 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 enjoy putting your daughter through musical-themed children's movies. What do you guys think about the movie Coco? I'll let the <sighs> Mexicana speak on that. Okay, so here's the backstory with Coco. So I knew Disney was making a Hispanic movie. And when I saw the trailer, I thought, I don't know how this is going to pan out. You know, because like other animation studios have tried it. Book of Life. Adapting a culture. Adrap- yeah. yeah, adapting a culture. And it has it adapting, adapting a culture. And it hasn't really played well on the screen or played well to the culture um yeah accurately and so we went i saw the trailer for coco and i was like i don't know then before we even got to go to the movie theater when it came out i i'm we're big advocates of like listening to a soundtrack mostly before we actually see the movie you are i'm not interested i thought so too no i I, I want to experience it first then listen to it that's why i don't listen to hamilton that's right i see it that's that's, right a musical is different like i listen to the black panther soundtrack over and over fair enough yes well that's because that is that's a great soundtrack that is that is an album yes Um, so good but also we did it with trolls fair enough i guess that's why i'm saying we go back and forth so i guess i wouldn't say that we do this one for each one. Oh gosh, I'm rambling. Anyway, so I listened to the soundtrack for Coco and Daniel was there to witness this. I start Slipped like out. jumping up and down and I'm like, there's mariachi music in this. Like actual good, good mariachi like, music. Authentic like sounding. Not, you know, yeah. this might sound bad, but like not whitewashed, not Americanized. It was full on hispanic music music that i grew up with there's like boleros in there there's actual you know um huastecas and huapangos like there was actually these are all different styles and of gringos and gringas <laughs> what do all of those, yeah, words those these are all different types of styles of mariachi music um and i i was in mariachi for six years and so just seeing all of the, or hearing wait, that wait, i was wait, like wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you were in what for six years i was in mariachi for six years what did you play? <laughs> I played guitar and I was a vocalist. Okay, so I want all of the Crunchcast listeners to to do this real quick. So pause go, the podcast. Go, pause pause the, the podcast. Yes, pause it. Shut well, it actually, down. pause it after I tell you what to do. Okay. Don't pause yeah, it yeah, now. Because yeah. <laughs> then that would driving. completely defeat the purpose. No, do it while driving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't. I, had a pod, um, I had a podcaster once tell me to like look something up. It was, it was a history <laughs> podcast. And he was like, go look up this photo from Vietnam. But like, unless you're driving. And I was like, you know what? You know what, buddy? You know what, Mike Duncan? <laughs> Screw you. I'm going to look it up right now on the 610 loop. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, so pause this podcast after this instruction. Go to That Catholic Couple on YouTube and go find our wedding video. About three quarters halfway through, you hear this beautiful, angelic, mariachi singing voice. And it is my wife performing for 30 minutes at our wedding reception with the mariachi band that she booked. How did I miss that? I've... I've, wa- I've watched your wedding video. Yeah. I think I might have stopped it halfway through both times. Wow. But no, I'm kidding. Because it, it wiped the tears away because it was yeah, so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> also, I don't know everyone in, I don't know anyone besides Fair you enough. guys. So Fair it's enough. like, it's not like, it's True. sentimental. 
I I love I love wedding videos, but they're like really for the people that went to the wedding. You Absolutely, because oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. like because you remember everything in slow motion. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, yeah I remember we danced so much. And I watch my friend's wedding video, and it's exactly like that. It matches up my romanticized memory, yeah. memory to a T, and I'm like super pumped. But yes, yeah. So that's awesome. I want to put mariachi music in right here. <laughs> Because, like, that's not how audio editing works. Yes, this this isn't all, a vlog. This, this isn't all, a YouTube video. Here. Stop, right, like stop acting. We yeah. all like, look at each other like... <laughs> oh, so I'm, so I'm glad to know that Coco was authentic, because I had no idea whether or not it was. Yes. Yeah, so, so the thing that they did with the soundtrack, too, is that they released, I think it's 12 or 13 songs that they did in English. And it was still, even the English versions of the songs are very authentic. They don't match the Spanish. But then they, so then they released the second, like the backlog of that, of that soundtrack has the 13 songs, the same songs, but performed in Spanish. And it's the same songs. Oh yeah. And so I, at least on Apple music. Yeah. So you look up the soundtrack and it has both. It has the English versions and the Spanish versions and the Spanish versions were the ones that made me like leap for joy. Cause they're, they're, they're actually done also by Hispanic singers. Um, that I grew up listening to. Mexican so, singers. Yeah, right? so one of them is Marco Antonio Solis. He actually does um, Ernesto de la Cruz's rendition of Remember he's Me. Spanish. I love this. <laughs> I, I love when you speak Spanish. Marco Antonio Solis, he, his nickname is El Buki, and he kind of looks like Mexican Jesus a little bit. Um, they always make fun of him for that, but because he has like long hair, but he's he's an OG Hispanic singer. Did a lot of like pop, um, but also a lot of mariachi and ranchera stuff. Um, so anyway, I loved it. I was so excited. A lot of the songs are, yeah, just really well done. Well, and I would say that, so Coco came out in Mexico before America. Really? Yes. And, yes, yeah. and all of Anna's family is basically from Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're getting text and we're getting calls like, you need to take your one and a half at that Literally, time, yeah. your one-year-old daughter to go see this movie. Yeah. And I kid you not, it was one of the funnest experiences to bring my half Mexican daughter right. To a full on, in my opinion, a very accurate representation, at least like visually of what Mexico looks like, yes. because that, uh, um, cause like, I, I think it was a YouTube video that we watched, but like they got the color of garages in Mexico down. Perfect. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They got like how houses look, how, the uh, painting, the plaza like looks the plaza. like I have, once again, go, go back and watch one of our videos of us in Mexico. I, I danced in a plaza that looked exactly like the one in, yeah. in, in Coco. It, has like it a, was a, 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 insane a, to see, honestly. It, yeah. It, it's really awesome. And so we watched it one time in English in, in, uh, Where we both cried. 
Yeah, we watched it one time in the U.S. and then we watched it. We went to go see my family for I think Christmas, and we saw it in Spanish over there with Lily. And a Spanish movie theater or Mexican movie theaters are one of the funnest things to go to. They're hilarious because they're, they're not your yeah, not all, chairs yeah. do not exist, so maybe yeah. you'll love it. You'll no, yeah, love no, Mexican I'm, I'm movie so theaters. Oh, but you so have so the loud AC in the background yeah. the entire time. You have like ah, I thought like you have all like just yeah. people talking. It's so oh, funny. that's perfect. So yeah, oh, that's so good. like and laughing at the jokes and like saying and singing it with it like in Spanish like I didn't I kind of know Spanish but like and I never cry at movies so you can yeah. ask my wife I never do it but I cried both in English and in Spanish you cried in Spanish yes I cried in Spanish <laughs> it was it was El Tiro it was all down Stop my it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you laugh in Spanish with J's you yes, know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> oh yeah with the ha 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 yes with J's I love it so yeah so, and even the snacks at the movie theater are a little bit oh yeah like so you'll have different. hot dogs but it's like hot dogs with like Mustard and, or sorry, not mustard. We love mayo. Mexicans yeah. love mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Most of us really like This is it. now I the cracker mayo. cast for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love mayonnaise. And so our hot dogs have mayonnaise and pico de gallo on top with salsa. Um, and it's just the best hot dog you'll ever have. Wait a second. Those are those are the Mexican flag colors. Yeah. That's actually. awesome. Yep, yep. Well, and so my dad actually, side note, my dad would actually ask us to go to the grocery store. And it was called La Bandera. So you would get jalapeno. Uh, onions mm. and tomatoes because it's the colors yeah. of the flag. So he's like, "Go get the flag at the grocery store," and we knew it was like, "Okay, those three things." That's the. Flag. So you bring back like an eagle holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find this? <laughs> I'm like five. Like dad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, the snake's still alive. Why is the eagle not doing its job? <laughs> like Guadalupe shows up in the back. Like, good job on it. <laughs> just an extra perk, Dad. I just that's not on the flag, but you know. Um, so was so like was the was the lore accurate as well like the the legends of like the passing on and all that stuff? Yeah, for the most part. So I will say also that different regions in Mexico, I I would say have different have different ways of of expressing that lore. But for yeah. the most part, they got the actual the actual storyline. Dino's just coughing up a storm in the closet. Um, <laughs> I was trying Sorry. to do it so you wouldn't mention we'll it. We'll just cut this out. Oh, no. We're not cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> he just went to go cough in the closet. Um, so for the most part, I would say that the, the lore was very accurate to um, the center of Mexico, like the capital, like like Mexico City. and like, The culture. Like, yeah, the culture where it started. Um, that's definitely very real. My family is technically up in the north part. So like the north part of Mexico is slightly different. Like... I don't remember taking those flowers that were very present in yeah. the in the movie. in the movie, um, but they're they're they are a part of like Mexico City and most of the regions in central Mexico. That was very very accurate. And we have family. I have family that lives there. Um, and well, so and the afterlife was inspired by, or at least the way that it looked, by a city in Mexico. By some cities in Mexico, yeah. So it's one. It's one, and I forgot the name, but my Isabel uh told me about it and it's actually one of the little areas in mexico city but then also i thought of when i saw the afterlife scene i thought of a city in guanajuato yeah, that's what you said. Um, so i think it's leon guanajuato where you can see all of the oh my gosh all of the houses like are built on top of each other on this like cliff on this um like side of a valley 
not cliff, the side of a valley, like up on a mountain. And they're all and they just, just all like, continually yeah, fall off the cliff. Yeah, they just keep falling. <laughs> Into the afterlife. Uh, it's the second death. It's just Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so but, obviously the second death was, it's, it's purgatory and the second death is moving on. Yeah, 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 level, yeah. Definitely. Theology. The, the, theology. <laughs> no, the, the whole time I was like, the whole time I was like, I was like this is some pagan stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. for sure. Absolutely, definitely. Yes. Well, and I think... Yeah, a lot of Mexico's roots and culture, and I'm not too well knowledge in a lot of this history. This is just from what I've known from my family. But it, it it's a mixture of that Catholic Christian knowledge with the the Aztec like uh, uh, the Aztec cultures and traditions that like kind of merged into this you know, this ideology that's not really accurate when it comes to the Catholic, you know, Catholic truth. Um, but it was it was brought because it, it brought over because of the the Aztec culture and tradition. It's Aztec. Yeah, it's Aztec. You know, yeah, like it's it's both. Um, well, that Aztec so, yeah. couple. That yeah, Kastic the Aztec couple. couple. I love this it. Is, this is me trying to name the podcast. Yes, <laughs> we're Aztecs. Um, so anyway, I thought I did a good job. I, some of the things in the movie I didn't really know were like a thing, but the whole second death, I was like, I've never heard of that, and neither had my mom. So it's like. I I guess it was a lot of that. You know, Disney took some Din- liberties. Yeah, yeah, Disney took some. I mean, it sounds like that old adage: like you die twice. The first when you die, and the second time when no one says your name again. Or something yeah, like yeah. That. It's like, yeah. Well, no, actually, you just died. Yeah. When if you, you think about the, the Pixar theory, it fits in perfectly, uh, but we won't get into that. Yeah. We won't because the Pixar theory is stupid. I don't like the Pixar. I love the Pixar. That's the theory. whole thing, though. If you think it's stupid, then of course it's stupid. The whole idea of the Pixar theory is to make things fit. Like it's a game. It's like it's you like, hate yeah. games. You hate fun. You are just a bad person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just escalate. Also, it. also, Patrick, you're probably really bad at your job. <laughs> 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 just letting you know. Um, so okay, so what did you what do you think about like this is this is just a podcast on Coco, it's fine. But what did you think about like the plot? Because I loved the plot. Mm-hmm. I was so it, I mean right right from the first like line when he talks about the the curse on my family started like years before I was born with my great great grandfather. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. This is awesome. This is gonna be about a broken family healing. Yeah, and I think that this is such like a poignant movie for our time. And Disney did such a good job addressing the culture without, like, without without being explicit with it. You know, they right. it, it, the movie is all. That's why it's called Coco. Yeah, and she's only in like three scenes. Mm-hmm. It's great, which are like the most important scenes and right. the saddest. Scenes. Oh, oh absolutely! Just, oh my gosh! But but I think it does a good job of conveying like the the. The um, oh gosh, I lost the word. Like the, the gravity of of like oh, yeah. of family dynamics and family mm-hmm. um, um, brokenness. But like I'm still paying for paying, and I use use it in quotes. But paying for consequences that happened multiple generations behind me. You know that I'm still having to deal with right now because my parents lived with it, because my grandmother lived with it. Like all of these things and issues definitely still come up well and it's interesting because i have had to learn the mexican culture not necessarily hispanic but like specifically mexican because that's where her family is from Mm -hmm. like i've had to learn that culture as a whitey coming in from like top to bottom and coco got something right that i was kind of anticipating of showing how his like the mexican family like i don't know if it's a stereotype or if it's kind of true so correct me on this honor but like the family's really broken 
like mm-hmm. in one way or another because of, of, of machismo or like or kind of what, just whatever is going on in a family. For some reason, a lot of Mexican families that I meet are broken, but they're always like tighten it. It's like this weird dynamic yeah. of like like an interesting paradox of like I can't stand my cousin and like I really hope something bad happens to her, but I still really love her. And if that yep. bad thing happens, I'm still going to be like, I still love you. I wish it on you, but I love you. And it's yeah. like, what are you talking about right yeah. now? And like, and the fact that, yeah, they, they show that so well of like, uh, Coco being like, I don't want to do shoes. I want to, I don't want to make shoes. I want to be a musician. And they're like, well, that's not realistic because this family does this. That's the way that we've always done it because something hurt us in the past. Therefore, we're going to make sure that thing never infiltrates this family, even though if we let it, it would actually heal this family. And we're not going to let that happen because we want to hurt ourselves for some reason. Like it was, it was like, oh my gosh, but I'm watching my, but, but we, we love, love you, you. Right? and we, we want the best you. for and you. And we want the best for you, but just not that, you know? Like, exactly. It's, yeah. And it's like, am I watching my in laws like on like animated? Yes. yes. One, because almost all of them look like a exactly from the oh, characters so, I, I was like, like oh that's Theodore Ronaldo like yeah, I know exactly who that is yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> that's yeah exactly yeah. a really good a really good theme that I picked up on was this uh this tradition versus progressive like not not progressive in like the political sense but this this new we'll get there we'll, 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 we'll get there. uh this this like tradition versus new um wanting to wanting to move forward and, and he wanted to heal his family and the ancestors wanted to heal the family but they both wanted to go about it different ways and they needed like to be brought back together to to do that um and like i don't know where i was going with this also this is my one my one issue that i did have with the movie that one thea she learned the violin way too quick <laughs> i <laughs> she had perfect posture perfect form i'm like listen it took me six years to learn how to play the viola that's amazing. That's amazing. Hey, I learned how to play guitar in like a semester. Because when you're a mariachi, you just gotta learn. Yeah, it's in their blood. It's you in just their gotta blood. learn how to play the gigantic yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta it's, learn. <laughs> did you play the gigantic one? No, I always wanted to, but my band director never let me because he said it was a man's instrument. I know. Uh, even the cultural part was there. Uh, like, no, it's a man's instrument. I was like, oh, you. there is a female mariachi in like Cali that I love. And I'm like, you better tell them. Like, <laughs> are you gonna go tell them that they can't play that instrument? Can you go take away their gigantic guitar that probably yeah. has a name <laughs> what's the name of it oh it's called a guitarron guitarron so guitarra, that's the actual name of it yeah. so gotcha. you have a guitarra isn't that just a, like a guitar past tense no guitarron is a big guitar <laughs> gotcha okay. yeah so you have the ron like it's just a big ron, the ron. guitarron so you have a guitarra which is regular size guitarron and then you have the mini guitar which is the vihuela or guitarra del golpe which those two vary they're, gotcha they're two different slightly this is different. really interesting i kind of want to learn more about mariachi it's amazing i love it i really met so i actually went to college to study hispanic music performance because i wanted to be a mariachi director and then life happened and my family said no so that was i know i they, know they made you go make shoes instead <laughs> and then she went to her relative who died who was a very successful artist in mexico and played the drum and went into the afterlife and, and that, no, i'm just kidding that's coco. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's coco no no not not too much like that but it was definitely like my mom and dad were like you'll never make money as a mariachi director and i was like you don't know that and then it was just... i don't want to spoil the whole movie so like yes spoiler alert horn but that twist though Oh, I I don't know if you guys saw it coming. I didn't. No. Okay, so there's a thing that I do that my wife hates. It's so annoying that I predict ninety five percent of movies. Oh, I did the same thing. But tells you, like, tells you while we're watching the movie, like he's gonna come out. Like that's his that's his uncle. That's his that's his grandpa. Actually, he's the one that killed her. Like yeah, like she hates that, and I've learned to not do that, and I just keep it internally. But I did not see that coming in a second. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I should have because I was like. 
when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, the the hero is his relative. Yeah. And when he found out in the first in the first like s- scene that he saw the guitar and he's like, oh my gosh. He was my... too easy. I was like, right? I was like, oh, cool. I was right, but something felt weird about it. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's that's so weird. And then easy. I didn't, I didn't. Phoebe got that it was the other skeleton person before me. Yeah. Well, you go back and watch it. Have you seen it multiple times? I've only it seen once? it once. I wanted to watch it again in preparation for this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just invite you all over again. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah come watch, watch it again. Because when you watch it the second time and even after, you see the dog's role. It's a role. different movie. It's a different oh, movie, yeah. but you see, the do- you see Dante's. Um, Dante's role as the spirit guide and how he literally brings... Tries to. Tries like to, he like but, tries to bring Coco, not Coco, um, um, Hector Miguel, with Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. yeah, like he tries to bring them both. He's the reason they both find each other because it was like it was actually he was like running away and then Hector finds him. Um, but it's it's Dante, and I'm like, that's a spirit guide. That is an alebrije. That is what they do. Also, it's a reference to Dante's Inferno, or the horse that he rode that uh, Ernesto de la Cruz rode. Yeah, probably. I don't know. No, that's where it is. In oh, the movie. okay. Because yeah, there's a. Th- but, you know, like, yeah. but being a spirit guide through the afterlife is like a Dante thing. Oh, yeah, oh, gotcha. Like, okay, like, my yeah, bad, my yeah. bad. Ooh, well, yeah. and like there's some, there were some slight Catholic things like Saint Cecilia, which the is, town, which is like, very Mexican, slight mess, slight, slight Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> I was like, like, you have Santa Cecilia. You, there were so many crucifixes in the house mm-hmm. that I was like. Yep, I have tons of crucifixes for my family, like pictures of Mary or like things like that. But oh, they should have done like, well, actually, it would have been weird to have saints, saints at that party towards the end. That would have been kind oh, of weird. Oh, yeah. It would, have, it would have implied that they're not in the after afterlife. True. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then the first, so we're, we're kind of concluding that the first death is purgatory. Yeah, The yeah, second yeah. death could be like hell or heaven. Yeah. Well, that's like, not how purgatory works, though. Yeah, that's not a purgatory. I know, because it's not a place. But, but... we're also talking about a Disney movie. Right. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> I probably don't think, really think that's the, that's the <laughs> no. object. But, but also, also the fact that the after, afterlife depends on like whether or not people, people on remember? Earth remember you. But yeah. it's kind of the opposite of purgatory. Like You getting through purgatory depends on people praying for you. Exactly, yeah. Versus, yeah, so. Yeah. But again, well, again it's the... slightly Catholic. <laughs> slightly Catholic. And again, it does fit the Pixar theory. The whole like being remembered. Because well, that's what happened well, yes. to Bing Bong well, in Inside Out. He more wasn't so remembered. of the reason why, like, who's Bing why, Bong? What? Oh yeah. And that, so yeah. we saw the Pixar theory and how Coco fits into it, and it was basically like, oh my you need people to remember who you are, especially like humans. That's need... not necessarily the Pixar theory, as in that's kind of what Disney is going towards. I'm like, yeah. what create? Like, how do you keep people alive, quote unquote? Like, not necessarily their worth, but like how they are able to to be alive. I guess I don't know. Yeah, if that makes like, sense. or continue moving in an afterlife. But yeah, it's because people remember you. Yeah. But anyway. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recuérdame. Oh, yeah. so oh, my God. I, I'm so glad there's a completely... Spa- okay, I texted you, like, six months ago asking you for Spanish music recommendations. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to listen to the Coco soundtrack. The Coco soundtrack the was Spanish, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to learn, learn Spanish better. And, and the way that I've been doing that is, like, through listening through to music. Spanish music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then the, the second half of the soundtrack has all the Spanish music, and then it has, like, three or four extra songs at the end of the soundtrack before it gets into, like... The music, like that, the score. The score. Yeah. Uh, so it has like three or four songs that apparently like helped create the soundtrack in some ways, and they're classic mariachi, like or or not all of them are mariachi, but they're classic like Hispanic song, me- Mexican songs. Do that I you know. know any of them? What I know no, La Viquina is no. one of them. No. You wouldn't know that one. Um, the other one that I really like is a bolero, and I forgot the name of it, but it's really pretty. The girl that sings it is really pretty. Speaking of inspiring inspiration track did you guys listen to ike's inspiration playlist it's no not his playlist but i definitely have been jamming to a song oh guiding song. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sh- shout out shout out ike nadolo for guiding lights <laughs> i want him on the show so ike bad. who ike nadolo ndolo 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 okay yes. yeah i just pre- extra pronounced the at the end ndolo ndolo it's okay though i have that same ike thing Ndolo. and i'm not white but since we've been back in Houston, I have mispronounced so many <laughs> black people's names. Can I tell the story? So Can I please tell the story? Yes. I feel so, so bad. Okay, I don't so, like the way I am. It's okay. So <laughs> we actually got called racist for uh, for uh, liking a parish because there were um, because there were uh, not that many white people, and we really liked that. Because we oh, live, I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we, so yeah. So we, we live in Houston now, and we live in a highly diverse, concentrated area. And there is a Catholic church right down the road that is highly African. And I don't necessarily mean like African American. Obviously, yes. But I'm talking like they're wearing their African garb, and it looks awesome, and it's so sick. And there's like three white people in the entire congregation. It's so awesome. So the first, so we kind of went shopping. More racist because apparently that's a because yeah because we. But I get there. what you mean. It's like usually yeah. white people in America specifically yeah. don't have a very vibrant like culture. They don't really bring their culture to mass or exactly like to their parish. Well, and almost and, and a lot of Catholic parishes are majority white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it was awesome. And this to doesn't kind of mean see... we're anti-white. Well, at least I'm what saying... I'm used to. I'm well, I, okay. Actually, I wouldn't say that because my my parish is like usually how a parish goes in my experience. In my area, it's like there's everybody goes to the same masses, but there's Vietnamese mass, there's Filipino Correct. festivals, yes, there's like there's like Spanish speaking mass and all this stuff, and the cultures are represented, but they're separate from they're like it's like youth ministry, but Kinda, it's yeah. it's Hispanic ministry or it's Filipino ministry, and, yeah, and like everyone's invited, but Correct. no one goes yeah. except for those communities, and so it's not exactly segregation in like 
the Jim Crow law sense. Yeah. But it's segregated in the sense that it's just too hard to go experience new culture. So I get what you're saying. It's like, I'll be your PC, please. It's <laughs> stretching your cultural knowledge and like palate in order to like experience a new culture. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's uh, the last statistic I saw was, was pair. was there were, of the Catholics in America, sixty percent of them are white. So, like, you're, if you're going to go to a parish, the majority of of the people there are going to be white. Yeah. And it was refreshing to not see that. It was refreshing to really not see that. And okay, so we uh, were church shopping, and we go to to St. Albert's here. And uh, at the end of the mass, the the priest was like, "Hey, is there any newcomers here? Can they stand up?" And we normally don't like that, but we're like, "Whatever, we're outgoing. This might be our parish since we're t- territorially there. Like, we'll stand up." He's like, "Who are you guys? Where are you from?" We're like, "Hey, we just moved here. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Bye." And when we walk out, there were five to six families that walked up to us and they were like, Hey, how are you? Who are you? Welcome. Welcome. Like, we're so happy you're here. Yes. We're so happy you're here. We got this going on for your two year old. We got this going on for married couple. We got this going on for young adults. That's and I'm like, awesome. yes. Yeah, like, and none of them were of the same. Re- well, actually most of them were African American. But there were some Hispanics too that came up to exactly, us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and none of them worked for the church. Like they weren't trying to plug their ministry. You know, yeah. they were just like, we have so many things to offer. Like we'd love if you're part of this community. It was so cool. And then we, we get into our car and we put Lily in the seat and we're ready to go. And we look at like, we look up where we're going to go next. And all of a sudden we hear a on our window and we're like, oh, okay, what's going on? It's this delightful older lady who we roll the window down and we're, and we're like, hi. And she's like, hi, how are you doing? Um, uh, I'm here. Da, 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 da. We just have this conversation and, and Anna's like, hey, we're, I'm Anna. This is Daniel. How are you doing? What is what's your you? name? And she goes, my name's Olivia. And my wife goes, oh, Olivia. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> such a great name. And I lean back and I'm like, Anna, it's Olivia. <laughs> It's Olivia. That's just how some people, that's like, just like some people have that R when they say certain words. Have you never seen Medea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I said after. And I was like, but I didn't, I didn't want to assume because my thing was that she wasn't African-American. Medea is African-American. So I was like, well, Medea is portraying African-American. Yeah. The, 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 that R, you know, at the end of a, of a, of a name or whatever. So I was like, but she was African. So I really thought it was going to be something, you know, like really d- different from an Olivia. She was like, Olivia. I hate the way I am, guys. I really don't like this. So I'm leaning, yeah, I lean back and I was so like, I was leaning back and I was like, uh, her name is Olivia. Please don't say Olivia again. Please don't. And she's like, oh, Olivia. I'm like, Anna. the other funny thing is that I don't know if it's my wife has a hearing problem because we walk back and there's this lady who, so we live in an apartment complex now. And there's this lady lady who sits up on her stairs and Lily always sees her when we're walking home and she's like, hi. And we decided let's go over there and meet her. So we go over there and, um, I, I forgot, uh, who introduced who first, but this woman goes, hi, I'm Carol. And for some reason, my wife goes, Oh, Gerald. <laughs> and I'm like, Gerald. Why am I like this? And she, no, but the thing is, she's like, hi, Gerald. She says Gerald to Carol. And it's just Gerald without the D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what person in their right mind would name their kid Gerald? And I'm sorry if her name is Gerald, but I'm just saying, like, oh, like it'd be different if it was like a man's name was Gerald, or like, you, like you said Gerald, and like you thought, it, and it was, and I, she's like, no, my name is Carol, and I'm like, oh, Anna, come I'm on. Just, I'm realizing I'm not going to repeat any. 
Names. Yeah, just let me be the introduction. I'm not going to repeat any names. I don't understand. I'm just going to be like, great to meet you. You know, like, just don't you're repeat just so, it. Well, you're I'm so, so bright and welcoming. I know. And if you make a mistake, it's just obvious. It's yes. so yes. obvious and uh, it gets awkward so fast. And I'm just, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped. So, yeah, I hate the way I am. And I'm just going <laughs> to keep working on it, you guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the crunch. Yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> True life. I can't get African American names right. Wow. Stop. Speaking of racism, immigration. Immigration. <laughs> so I don't. I don't actually know how to talk about this, but I feel like you guys are the best to talk mm. about this. And I've, if and I, I've wanted to talk about immigration on the podcast for a very long time, but since Ethan and I are both <laughs> white boys from the suburbs, we were like, let's have some of the little more experience. So I tweeted yesterday that i think that catholics or at least at least very conservative catholics is how i put it and when and what i mean by that is people that are more aligned to their party's Mm -hmm. views on immigration than than the catholic churches whether by ignorance or by choice um i think that we have a we have a uh cognitive dissonance in our like ethic of life it's like well we we're so we're so up in arms against the abortion laws, right? But when it comes to discussing immigration laws, we default to well, that's the law. Like we just got to obey Shrug. it. And I'm not saying that like so so regardless of whether you think people aren't being killed at the border, let's just say people aren't being killed at the border, just for funsies' sake. Even if people aren't being killed at the border, you still have to examine a law to determine whether it's just, right? Mm-hmm. And like it is very very likely like let's let's not even kid ourselves it's very likely that american laws the border are still kind of racially charged oh absolutely Absolutely. and having an unexamined law like that is just you know it's just stupid so that's what i was trying to point out and then i got some comments like you do when Mm -hmm. you have a a politically charged quote unquote tweet like that um so i wanted to think about like what what are your guys thoughts first of all what do you what do you see is going on especially some especially from texas right which is very close to mexico i'm from florida so we mostly talk about like cuban immigration yeah um yeah so like being from mexico or like being this close to mexican culture what are your guys thoughts do you want to go i guess i will start off by saying that even though i grew up on the border i think i was still for the most part sheltered from a lot of things because my parents didn't really want to like raise an awareness in our family or, or not, not raise an awareness, but they didn't want us to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, like my parents had both me and my sister in the U S because it was the land of opportunity. And so they, they didn't really want to talk about like the politics. They didn't really like tell us much. And so a lot of this I've learned later on in life. And so it's hard to go back on my experiences and like try to filter them with what I know now. Um, but what I'm seeing, I mean, like, in a nutshell, is people that are coming and escaping their country because they don't have the same opportunities and they're they're seeking refuge. They're seeking asylum. asylum and we are treating them like criminals for that simple purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, you're right. I think the law needs to be checked um, and, and there are a lot of factors on whether it's just or not. But at the same time, <laughs> like, these are people... From what I, from the people that I've met that have come to the U.S. undocumented, they are not rapists. Like, like I mean, Donald Trump said that a couple of years ago. Like, they're not people that they're are not trying. The scum of Mexico. They're yeah. not trying to hurt. They're really just seeking a better life. And it, I might tear up because it's so 
cruel to know that these children are watching their parents try to give them a better life and and be extremely punished for it you know like as a child even with my parents my so my mom my my mom and dad both took their um, citizenship test when I was a kid um, and I still remember my mom when she first received her like U.S. resident card and then it said like you have the green light to study for the citizenships test and we're going to move along your your paperwork process and I still remember like all of us crying in the middle of our of our house like in our living room just like praising and thanking God because my mom wouldn't have to keep living a hidden life like this didn't mean that my sister and I had to like lie about it at school or pretend that like oh yeah both of my parents are you know U.S. citizens like but it was actually a step in the right direction for all of our family to live a good prosperous life and if America really is you know the land of opportunity and we believe in like uh, the land of the free the land of the free and like and and what is it uh, what's that um the right to um life liberty and the pursuit of happiness yeah. like we are shutting the door at those people who can't have that in their own country and saying like sorry sucks to suck you were born over there we've got it all but we can't welcome you in sorry yeah you know? and, that, and i'm glad that you bring that preamble thing up because it it says that that we believe that all people are endowed with these rights from god and that this this whole the, the biggest response that i got from that tweet was well we can't just throw open the borders and let anybody come in right and i'm like well um if someone has like a criminal record well no of course not but yeah we we can't let pretty much anybody in right it's especially especially if they are pursuing a better life for themselves you know like they, they all have the right to this life the right to this liberty and the right to this pursuit of a better life for themselves so like I don't really see what the problem is because it's like, I think, I think, I think what happens is Donald Trump says something like, you know, MS-13, they're all animals. And like, this Mm -hmm. is who's coming over the border. Right. And then we equate people coming across the border with just generic criminals. And as if they are, as if they are, because I agree, MS-13, they act like animals. Yeah. But a woman and or a mother and a and or a father who are tr- coming to America, America to seek asylum, which is legal, tearing them apart. It's okay. Like tearing them apart. Like the, I, I, I see this argument. I've seen it on uh, your thread. I've seen it on Ike's thread. I've seen it on Joel Stepanek's thread. I've seen it on uh, Greg Iwinski's thread of like, well, like um, why are people getting so upset and so emotional? Because when people in America break the law, they get ripped from their families too. And I'm like, okay, cool. But first off, let's look at intent. Like the intent of selling cocaine or the intent of murder or the intent of some sort of other thing that literally breaks the law in America is not the same intent as saying, I want to get my two-year-old son or my two-year-old daughter to America to either escape domestic violence, to escape the the Zetas, to escape uh, just the, the rampant, just the like corruption the corruption that, the that happens in, in Mexico. Like how dare we as Christians say that, they have, they deserve this. Like, that's the thing is like, they don't deserve to be broken up as families. The people that do illegal things here, absolutely, in, in my opinion, deserve to, to to pay that penalty. But there has to be some sort of reform here because this, this law has been there for what, like, like since the 1990s yeah. or something like that. But like, of course, now we're highlighting it because a lot of things are happening and we're finally noticing like, this is an unjust thing. Yes, 
they if they do something if people do something illegal they deserve to be have some some sort of repercussion but we also say that as catholics if we see an unjust law we need to stand the f up and do something about it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and I, I i the other thing that i see on these threads all the time is why are you politicizing <laughs> and it's like okay <laughs> Um, so someone I didn't do it. They did. Someone, someone like I, I, I was like I was like we need to we need to remove our politics from our Christian ethic and we need to be more uh, in line with what the church teaches instead of what our political party teaches. And someone was like, "Yes, you do need to be more in line with the church instead of what your political party teaches." And I'm like, "Guys, I've been a registered Republican since I was 18, and even yeah. I can see this is ridiculous." Same here. Absolutely. Same here. Well, this is. I mean. It's it's not a political issue, and um, I I don't I don't know who this person was, but someone did you see his name is Greg, um, Iwinski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know who he was. I followed him recently, but he was like, yeah, uh, people who are Catholic mm-hmm. and who have, have a platform sort of, yeah, exactly need to tar- start talking about this because now it's it's finally something that we can talk about publicly. I know that Steubenville speakers and like. <laughs> People that people that are, are are big in the Catholic circles that talk to youth specifically are afraid to talk about this, unless you're Ike, who's a baller. Unless you're Ike, who's a baller, and also like Mark Hart posted yeah, about it. For and sure. I think I think it's it's not it's not a fear so much like it's a healthy caution mm-hmm. because you could get in trouble for like talking to young people about politics, which you can do mm-hmm. as you get in trouble for as a teacher or right, as like right. a, yeah anything. But the USCCB has <laughs> now like given them a reason to talk about this in a light that is no this is just wrong what's happening at the border is wrong what president trump is saying is wrong i don't care if you voted for him i don't care if you hate him i don't care if you love him it's wrong and he needs to to stop and like we we need to stop encouraging this this view of immigration as a bad thing i mean because it allows people who are i don't I, i i honestly believe that most people who are pushing for immigration reform not no, sorry, not immigration reform. No immigration reform. Are pushing for like the immigration laws we have, are just sticking to their party's guns, and <laughs> um, <laughs> let's not get started on that. <laughs> are just sticking to their party's statutes or or policies because they believe that the rest of the party's right and all this stuff, and they aren't racist. But these laws are allowing racially ignorant and like racist ideas to well, okay. be put into the light to of surface. Yes. Yeah. So there there I'm going to go back a little bit about what you said on the idea of you're talking about like um basically people well, okay there's a lot I'm trying to get in my mind out right now. But I- I've seen this same like in the, in the vein of like um of people saying that like they're doing something illegal like they should be repercussed. The idea of like well if we th- I'm sorry, seamless garment. Like that, that's what yeah. I'm trying to get at is it's so ironic that whenever somebody says that the lives of these people should be just as important as a life in the womb, talk about, well, that's the seamless garment, uh, seamless garment argument. And like, that's been just, just, uh, uh, it's been like fought and it's like been wrong and all that. Yet they have that exact same idea of the seamless garment in their party. They're like, yeah. well, everything that my party says is correct. Therefore, I have this seamless garment within that too. And it's like you're doing the exact same thing, just on the opposite side, and in a more way that is actually less compassionate than understanding that. Though I'm not, I'm not saying that the seamless garment is seamless garment is 100 correct, but I am saying that life at whatever stage is there is dignity, and, and in whatever country, like like that's what I, yeah, in like, general, in general. And humanity, and how dare we as Christians like question that. For our more logical listeners, I want to put it into this Sorry that took forever to, to No, explain. it was great. It was great. <laughs> what, so what Daniel was saying with this seamless garment, that made me think. For, this, is the other, this is the other common thing that I saw on my, on my thread. Was, 
So for our more logical listeners, when I say something like, this position is um, inconsistent with the rest of your worldview. So you are pro-life and you believe that abortion is wrong because we should protect life at all stages. Which is true. Which is true. (laughs) And this is true. And we all accept this, hopefully. So we all accept this. Therefore, it extends to this issue that life at the border is also precious, right? Okay. So you, you hear me say that and you reply with, well... Like, what about the Democrats? Or what about, what about, someone says that, someone, some, say like, say like the, the, the most like liberal, um, gay marriage supporting uh, global climate change, like all of this stuff, crunchy vanilla, gor, uh, granola, crunchy, huh? <laughs> so, says, says like, well, you don't believe that immigration life is important. That is a fallacy called mm-hmm. tu coque, yep. which means the you too fallacy. Another person's, um, inconsistency does not make your inconsistency consistent. Okay. So we need to be the consistent people. We mm-hmm. need to say, okay, sure. The other side, the world's life ethic is inconsistent. The world's life, the world's life ethic is allowing immigration for political gain. It, it is, it's, yeah. it's just another form of use, right? Sure. But we need to be the consistent ones in saying, okay, we have this life ethic of pro-life. We have this life ethic of pro asylum pro family for people who are hurting and i don't i don't i i I don't want to hear the argument anymore of like it's not the government's job to provide charity for people who are coming in because yes it is it is the Mm -hmm. government's job to allow if we're going to police the world and bomb syria in the name of freedom we should at least let people cross the border in the name of freedom absolutely yeah, that's like it's called the common good for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's common. It's common. And it's good, right? <laughs> well, and like, and I always hear this idea of like, well, we should just be focusing on the primary thing, and the primary form of life is in the womb. Yes, I fully agree with that. The primary thing we should focus on is life in the womb. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that does not negate every other life that is out there, <clears throat> and that is hurting, oh, and that is yeah, is is hurting. I want to go back to also the part that Patrick said, where like. We can open up the borders to these people and let these people come in because America literally brought people over in the form of slavery. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like really upset about that, that we literally took people from their countries, took people and ripped them away from their families, brought them to America, opened the borders for them because it was political gain. Oh, but when someone is actually in need of coming over because they want to seek refuge, America's like, no, sorry, like. Only you we did something are, yeah, illegal. That's, that's, that's only we're allowed to. Only we're allowed to do that. You know, yeah. like back yeah, in the so 1600s or whatever. Like, and you <sighs> know what? I, I have you ever been to a migrant worker farm? I don't think. so. Okay, so you know, migrant workers. Yes, are, yeah, I had yeah, a lot of friends in yeah. school that like would take yeah half a semester or whatever, Often. and their families would go. So yeah. there, there's a lot of migrant worker farms in Florida, and I went down to one once, and they kind of explained what happens, and it's like the, these people across the border, largely legal immigrants are now, I mean, you, you hear people make jokes about it on TV all the time, like rich people like paying illegal immigrants mm-hmm. under the table, horrible wages because, mm-hmm. well, you can't get a real job. So, like, when you're when you're talking about job-stealing immigrants, this is these are the jobs you're talking about are, like, unjustly paid jobs, illegal jobs. So, it, like, what, what ends up happening is that we don't allow people to come in legally, which is kind of what we're doing. We're kind of forcing people to come in illegally. Right. You know? They are forced to work in um, hot banana farms in florida or like just you know orange orange groves and they're being worn to a bone just picking stuff and 
It's uh, it's kind of slavery. Like, oh, absolutely. With uh, but it's definitely no. more more yeah. like slavery. You know, and and these with the whole like four... I won't tell the government you're here illegally, exactly. and I'm paying you yeah. a unjust wage, but I'm paying you. So like, it's better you're you're better here than you are in in whatever country you came from. Like, a and I won't form tell. of slavery. Yeah, I wouldn't call it necessarily slavery, but it's a yeah, it's definitely a form of I I would agree. And and and. Um, more hard, hard-lined borders also end up causing more like sex trafficking mm-hmm. and like I someone someone was arguing about sex trafficking on Twitter and I would I would propose that hard-lined borders promote sex trafficking because people just can't get across so they come across any way possible um, what what happens is people are desperate and if we make them more desperate they're going to keep doing things desperately and they're gonna end up getting hurt absolutely um. Yeah, I had a story, but I don't know if I don't relate to anything. <laughs> well, I was t- I was gonna tell him about what's going on in my hometown in Piedra. Nah, yeah. I don't relate. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm really disheartened by the amount of a lack of compassion by Catholics, honestly, and Christians in general. So. Be more compassionate. Listen to the crunch. <laughs> and watch go watch Ca- Coco and that Catholic couple. And oh, that guy, that's, oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. So, so uh, are you guys ready to get in the Crunch Bowl? Yes, let's yes. do it. Yeah, okay, again. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, again. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny is that y'all actually took a question from one of our videos. And Wait, you put did it, we? Yeah. The the uh, um, sneeze every time, change of gender. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, uh, the muffin or that's something. That's right. Like that was that's that's classic TCC. Yeah, that's classic. like OG TCC. OG OG. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite cereal? Oh, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. I don't remember when I answered the last one. But I think That's it's okay. still Cheerios or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Although on my donuts, I like Fruity Pebbles. On donuts. That's a thing. That's our... Uh, we'll take, <coughs> we'll take you to Glazed Donut in Houston. You all need to come. We need to take you and Phoebe. All right, sweet. That's so good. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, I don't really have too many Crunch Bowl questions, but the uh, let's do the, the sneeze. And uh, Would you rather uh, change gender every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin and Lily? Oh, <laughs> well, Lily is a little muffin. I know. That's why I was like, how? <laughs> I would say sneeze. Sneeze, uh, The yeah. gender, yeah. Ah, but it's the Facebook genders. Ah, I got you. Ah, spectrum, ah! spectrum. <laughs> I made that joke last time, too. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, do you guys have anything? You guys I don't wanna... know. This wore me out, like, in a good I way. Know, yeah, it's been it's been 54 minutes. And, and it's like, I'm... I've been bottling this up, and I'm trying to find a way to express it, so thank you for yeah, letting it's, us do that. I've, I've been, so, I had to delete Twitter off my phone because I'm so stressed. Like, just... No, seriously, like, the racists come out. And it's yes. like, it, you, you make jokes about it, but people seriously think that Jesus Christ created the European race, and if yeah. we do anything to harm the European race, it's a mortal sin. Yeah. Go go watch it, or go 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 read an Icondolo thread. Almost every time, there's a bunch of white racists, and I'm like, get out of my face. Oh my gosh, it's, it's the worst. Weird. And thanks, Jeff Sessions, for just making that light on Christians. <laughs> yeah. like, a little bit more negative. Yeah, seriously. Uh, All right, so where can people find you? <laughs> okay, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at D underscore Glaze. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AG underscore Glaze. Just to forewarn you, Twitter, I'm not the most active on. But you can I find know. me on Instagram all the time. Yes, and you can find both of us on our YouTube channel, that uh, that YouTube.com slash that Catholic couple. And you can go support us and our mission at the donutsquad.com. Thank you guys so much for coming on and um, letting me into your house and into your bedroom and into your no life. problem you are welcome <laughs> and you've just been crunch munched Damn.
So, um, thanks for... <laughs> that sounds so weird. Just as a quick announcement, uh, Daniel's helping me revamp the Patreon page. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing that I'm focusing on. If you guys are on that, you guys have seen, probably seen me doing some, doing some things to make life a little easier for our, for our lovely, lovely patrons. So if you want to, if you want to, uh, get, get a head start and watch everything unfold as it happens in real time, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the crunch You can follow me at Catholic Pat on Twitter. You can follow Ethan at bro we have Instagrams too. It's just our names. Um, I'm at Patrick Nevy, I, I, I. Ethan is at Ethan Stevie. Facebook.com slash The Crunch, www.thecrunchcast.com. As always, thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.